Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 and 106.9 FM. And good morning, my entrepreneur friends across the rooted and fruited plain. It's the Flowerland Show broadcasting to you live, high above downtown Grand Rapids Studio A, the plush studios of News Radio, Wood 1300, 106.9 FM. As we look across the landscape of West Michigan, and thank you very much to all of you listening on the iHeartRadio app for sharing the Flowerland Show as a podcast also we appreciate that share it with your friends and neighbors and thank you thank you very much engineer producer extraordinaire john ilk at the controls and george arthur behind the glass will take your calls at 616-774-2424 we call it the flowerland show all right here we go on a saturday morning more clouds. Boy, it's been something else. Doug, Christy, good morning. Good morning. Summer is coming. I drought it, but it's coming. <laughs> At least some people say it is. I had to wade out of my yard in ankle-deep water on Thursday. You're not funny. <laughs> yeah, I know. Cats and dogs. You got, all, you got poodles all over the place. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. Well, we're not going to complain about the rain. Although I did, I picked up on a conversation yesterday. There was this individual chatting with a a kid. And uh, this individual said, uh, kind of out of despair, said, Hey, kid, does it ever stop raining around here? And the kid says, I don't don't know. How am I supposed to know? I'm only six. (laughs) Did you get that, Christy? No. Feels like it's been raining for six years. Uh... We'll be here all night. Make sure to tip your waitress, and thank you very much. She just ran screaming from the room. So. <laughs> 616-774-2424, a number here on the Flowerland Show. Okay, we have a lot to talk about today. Uh, Want to touch on iris today, because the iris are absolutely beautiful. But in addition to that, there is this gorgeous flower along the roadsides. Every, you see it everywhere. Pink purple, and white. Many people find this flower to be just beautiful. Do you guys find I it agree with them. to be beautiful? Yes. Yeah. Interesting story behind that flower and why for some people it's a big problem because it's very invasive. But right now in full bloom, you can drive along the countrysides and just see these splashes of pink, purple, and white along the roadside as though somebody planted it there. Considered an invasive plant, 
We'll talk about that on uh, on today's show. Christy, do you find them? They're all right. There's better things out there. <laughs> okay. All there. Cool. I live out in the and sticks. And they'll be gone. And the stuff is just, it's all over in the ditch. Right now it's poking its head above the water it's in the good, ditches, good but place it's all over for the it. ditches. Good place for it. And you live out in the sticks. I live out in the sticks. Yeah. Which The, the ditch lilies will soon be in bloom. And, <laughs> and speaking of those things in bloom, Christy, today we'll try and touch on also these yellow flowers that pop up all over the place in farm fields. They're, of course, different types, but maybe yellow rocket or... What do they call that? Butternut flour? Buttercup flour? What is that, Christy? Butternut? That's a squash. <laughs> what is it? Oh, butterweed. Butterweed's a little bit different, though. Okay. So we'll touch on that today, too. 616-774-2424, number here on the flour. Actually, butternut's a bread, too. It's really good bread. <laughs> yeah. um, do you like bread? I like bread. What's that? <laughs> Went right over my. I wasn't paying attention. I knew to you. that. That's why I did it. <laughs> you just go ahead and talk amongst yourselves. I'll have a sip of my coffee here. I always like to wait till Rick is distracted and then just talk about something random. <laughs> I stopped at the Little Bird and got a cup of coffee and a strawberry scone. Oh, that's good. It's delicious. And again, you didn't bring any. Yeah, for the rest I, didn't, of I don't us. see any for the rest of us. Uh, my hands were full. <laughs> And his mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Also got a touch on today because I got a message from some of our listeners. Uh, Last week I mentioned uh, people who toss bread to the ducks. Speaking of strawberry scones, people who toss bread to the ducks. And there are a lot of duck lovers out there who say, don't do that. Don't feed bread to the ducks it's not good for because when it gets warm then the yeast rises and the ducks explode (laughs) well that's not true but ducks uh, oh come on i'm trying to start a rumor here (laughs) ducks enjoy junk food and it's not good they like cheetos they love cheetos i'll tell you what ducks who doesn't like. like junk food well that's true but i'll tell you what ducks like they love the biscuits from cracker barrel I don't go to Cracker Barrel. Again, who doesn't like the biscuits from Cracker Barrel? Exactly. You know, if you have uh, breakfast and then you, you know, take the biscuits with you. Oh, honey. You put one in each pocket, do you? Yeah. And the ducks just, uh, oh, and I'll tell you what, when you forget them, when you forget them, uh, they get pretty stale and hard like rocks. But anyhow. How do you forget you got biscuits in your pocket? Is bread bad for ducks? Uh, It's said that the bread is bad for ducks and the world can't handle the guilt because there's a lot of people out there who do feed bread to the ducks. So we'll talk about that too and uh, so much more. I see George has already lined up a bunch of phone calls from Grand Rapids to Norton Shores and Ada. Thank you very much. We'll take as many calls as we can today and talk you through it. Let's see here. Oh, Oh, I got to mention this, too, before we get to phone calls. Christy, you were right. Uh, I had never been there before. The Conklin Bar. Yes. Uh, Mark Schneider, he is the uh, the owner there. Very nice man. But all the people there in Conklin were just wonderful. I went there and spoke at their Memorial Day parade. Did you drive parade. by it or did you oh, I got there already. Oh, that's good. Thank you to my Google app. But I got there. And what a great community, great people. It was a great parade. And then everybody goes to the Conklin Bar after the parade. Yep. And Mark's there, uh, people there at the 
Conklin Bar. So, Christy, you were right. What a, what a neat place. It is. It's really cool. It's and a great little, people. A little out of the way, but it's cool. Great people. Now, some of the people that I was chatting with over there. Oh, and by the way, Doug, they let me drive a John Deere tractor. Oh, no. Oh. I actually drove it down Main Street. Did you ever get out of first gear? There's a year? Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yes, we did. We did. We picked up some good speed. Uh, but was chatting with a number of farmers who were, again, talking about the fact that just difficulty getting out in the field, you know. For us, like I said last week, for us, it's, it's boo-hoo, Nancy. I can't get my tomato plant in the ground. Well, we'll get to it. But for the farmers and those who make their living off the land, this has been hard. Very hard. And not just here in Michigan, but throughout the Midwest. Amazing. Amazing. 61677, and your heart goes out to them. I mean, you know, they, well, and, they're and like, what, what do you do? Really, here in Michigan, if, if the corn's not ground by about the third week of June, it's kind of, eh. <laughs> well, let's hope for the farmers that uh, we get a little better weather. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. We'll take a quick break, cultivate a little commerce, and then dive into those phone calls. So if you're on hold, hang on. Going to give you a good swift kick in the plants here momentarily on News Radio, Wood 1300, 106.9 FM. Radio's Flowerland Garden Show, Wood 1300. You, my friend, are in route to awakening. It's the Flowerland, your Saturday morning. As promised, we're going to get right to the uh, the phone lines here. And let's start with Jill Marie, I believe it says, in Grand Rapids. Jill, good morning. Good morning. How can we help you out this morning? Um, I have found little, about half an inch long, neon green worms. They're about the size of a hunk of spaghetti. Mm-hmm. Where have you found them? Um, on my patio. And they're on, oh, I found probably half a dozen on a watering can. I found one on the paver. They're not. Hello, it is Ryan. And I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me. And you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. On the plants, mm-hmm. I looked and looked and looked. Sure. Uh, my question for you would be this. Do you have any oak trees? No, I don't. No oak no trees oaks. whatsoever. No oaks. Okay, because that uh, that would be my uh, my guess. You'll see them. You know, they'll fall into people's hair and on the deck and make a mess. And they as, actually drop by a little tiny silk, but you can't see it. And as you describe, um, not on plants, but rather seem to just appear out of nowhere. Yes, they yeah. did. Yeah. I've never seen them before. My neighbor never seen them before. Okay. I would guess, uh, I would guess, now, it, you know, it could be wrong without looking at them, but uh, they fall out of, uh, they come out of oak trees and uh, make a mess this time of the year. Um, 
that that would be my guess is is where those worms are coming from and why they're there. Uh, there has well, to be I, a reason. I saved for it. I saved my watering can with five of them and put it in a sealed plastic bag and I was going to bring it into fruit basket. Yeah, that'd be good if you want to stop by, uh, like maybe check in with uh, Kathy Rome at our Alpine Flower Land. Uh, based on your description. I'm going to guess oak leaf rollers, and they're a nuisance, but they're harmless. Okay. They make a mess, but they're harmless. So I'm going to guess oak leaf rollers without looking at it. R-O-L-L-E-R-S. Oak and then leaf rollers. Okay. Okay. That's okay. A, so that's a guess, really and safe. have, uh, you know, you put some in a jar and have Kathy take a look at it. Yeah. Okay, right. I put one down the garbage disposal just to make sure that it was dead. <laughs> all right, well, let's get that checked out and see if we can help you out, all right? Rick and Christy, I appreciate your help. All right, thank you, and Doug. Thank you very much. All right. And Doug. And Doug, <laughs> thank you, Jill. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Uh, Bud in Norton Shores is next. Bud, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Hello, that Bud. Me? Hello, that Bud. Me? Yeah, that's you, Bud. No, it's not Bud. It's Doug. Doug. Oh, it says Doug. Bud here. Nah, that's all right. He can't spell. <laughs> okay. So, Doug, how are you? Any better, and you couldn't stand that there'd be an echo on this phone. On yeah. this phone. Yeah, there is an echo on this phone. Negative. Okay. Well, and did I without assistance. I posted any a, of us. <laughs> I posted a picture on my personal page of the sunset because the fires in Alberta, British Columbia, Northern Ontario, uh, all the smoke is just creating these eerie sunsets. And once again, we're blaming Canada. Well, <laughs> I'll, I'll tell case. you what, I'll have the wife. She goes over and looks at them all the time. I'm okay. right across the road from Hoffmaster uh, Day Park. Oh, nice. Nice. She goes over there all the time and looks at the sunset, and I keep telling her, Hey, it'll come up tomorrow, and it always goes down. <laughs> it is a beautiful area. Okay, Doug, I'm sorry I called you Bud, but that's a good gardening name. And, Doug, what's on your mind this morning? It's okay, Fred. Don't worry about it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I've got a peach tree in the front yard. It's it's uh, three years old now, four years old. Mm -hmm. every, every year when it starts uh, to leaf out, uh, the leaves almost look like a fiddlehead. You know what I mean by a fiddlehead? Yep. The fern? Yep, mm -hmm. yep. And they will stay curled up like that sometimes all year long. It, it's called peach leaf curl, of all things. <laughs> well, dip me in a bucket. <laughs> <laughs> um, peach, leaf, peach leaf curl is actually a, a fungal problem, and it's very common for it to cur recur year after year after year because the fungal spores cling to the branches and the trunk of the tree over the winter. Yeah. So basically, we're, we're in the boat and we're going to row right now because you've already got the fungus going and there's not a whole lot you can do once you have it. But for next year, we want to do a preemptive strike and spray it beforehand. Uh, is that is that what causes? Now, it does bear fruit. Oh, yeah. But the leaves get all kind of wrinkly and curled up and sometimes they discolor and fall off and... It, they get all gnarly and nasty looking. It's just the tree leaves look gross, but it still produces fruit. Hey, uh, and and that uh, where it does, uh, where the fruit is attached to the the uh, limb, it gets almost a translucent glue-like substance 
uh, on there. Do you know the stuff that they stick a credit card to on the piece of paper when you get yep, it in the mail? Yep, yep. That's what it looks like and kind of feels like. That, it's almost that can be a whole different problem, though. What what the original problem that you were discussing, what you were describing, is peach leaf curl, and that's a pretty yeah. common fungus on peaches. Okay. The the other thing I'd have to take a look at before I could figure out what it was. Well, what do I spray on it to prevent the fungi? Um, actually, in before the tree even leaves out in the spring, we're going to spray it with dormant oil. The trunk, the branches, everything. And we're going to do that as soon as it gets above 40 degrees consistently. So that might be March. That might be the beginning of April, depending on the season. Spell it for me so I can hear correctly. Dormant oil. D-O-R-M-A-N-T-O-I-L. Okay, great. I feel like I'm at the spelling bee. Do I get a trophy? (laughs) (laughs) I'll I'll give you some words. (laughs) All right. Uh, Thanks, Doug. Appreciate your call. And uh, to you, 616, Doug. Okay, real quick. Tree that uh, is obnoxiously sticking out to the right. Can I graft that onto the trunk at a different angle? You could. It, well, it, it depends depending on how size. big it is, yeah. 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 If it's if it's an if it's like a half inch or bigger, don't bother trying. It'll die. And that's another thing you want to do on peach trees. You might want to make sure you have a good pruning practice. You want to make sure you're opening it up. Uh, I know where you live there. It's it may, a little bit difficult for air movement at times, but that's what you want. 616-774-2424, our number. Let's talk next to Joe in Ada. Joe, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Yeah, I've got a dozen assorted fruit trees, uh, peach, pear, apple, uh, cherry. Um, I use I use your sprays, and I called up because I kind of want to know which way to go because all the blossoms are done. Right. Now, one of the sprays you use twice a year, and the other spray you use every two weeks. Now, I called just to make sure you're at your Alpine store, uh, just to make sure that I do it in the right order. And they said, well, you're not supposed to use both of them. You just use one. And I thought the one that you use twice a year, you do, and then you follow off with the two weeks, and then at the end of the season, you spray it again. You have you have fruit tree spray or you have orchard spray? There's, there's a difference. Have, That's what makes some I of the difference. I have both. Okay. I have both. Use the orchard spray at this point in the year and spray every two weeks. Okay, that's the one. Okay. Yep. The now, one what that, about the fruit tree spray? That's the one you're supposed to use twice a year? Yeah, that one gets a little iffy when you get into stone fruit like cherries and peaches, and that's why we usually steer people with cherries and peaches towards the orchard spray. Okay, just use the orchard spray yep. every two weeks. Yep, you're golden okay. then. Well, unless you get a lot of rain, you may want to reapply. Yeah, if, if we continue to get this kind well, of rain, you're going to yeah. have to step up your spray schedule, but that won't hurt because of the ingredients that are in that orchard spray. You'll have no issues. Right. Okay. Thanks very much. All right. Thank you very much, Joe. Appreciate that. 616-774-2424. The rain has caused some issues in that regard. We've had for trees, really haven't had the hard frost, and the trees were beautiful this year, but the excessive rain can create problems. Stopped by a friend's house this week uh, who was turning 60 years old, having an open house. And uh, took a look at a huge weeping cherry in the front yard. And, you know, they, they said to me, what insect is eating the leaves of this tree? And every leaf, thousands of them on that tree, just little holes on the leaves. And there's no way that a bug could be that artistic or that efficient to create that pattern on every leaf. Well, it's a fungus. It's cherry leaf spot fungus. Don't you love some of the names they come up with? They're so, you know, 
scientific. And it survives <laughs> the winter on dead leaves on the ground. So the spores are released from those leaves during rainy periods like this spring, and they infect the newly emerging leaves. So they were going to spray an insect control, and I said, no, you don't need an insect control. This is a fungus. It's a fungus. And really, like fall, cleanup, and fall cleanup is the most important thing in this case. Fall cleanup, really important. And you know what? Not only the leaves, but those spores could overwinter on the mulch underneath that tree also. But I'm that's sure. where some of the dormant oil process can come in, too. We can spray dormant oil. Exactly. And get what we do is we end up suffocating the spores. So our caller from Ada is very wise in understanding that timing is important on the sprays. We're not spraying when they're in full bloom. No, so not my, at all. My hat's off to, I believe it was Joe in Ada. Again, the rain can create some real fungal spores. And if it keeps raining like this and we start getting in the 80s, we're going to have a plethora of fungus. Probably. <laughs> All right, we're at the bottom of the hour. We're going to break for news. And on the other side, let's talk for a few. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Two minutes about those pink, purple, and we see everywhere along the roadsides popping. They're gorgeous. They were beautiful yesterday. What's the problem with this flower and why wouldn't you like it? It's gorgeous. We're going to talk about that and more of your calls. We've got an open line. 616-774-2424, our number. It's the Flowerland Show on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. I want a shot of redemption. Don't want to end up a cartoon in a cartoon grave. It's Open Lawn Saturday, and the Flowerland Garden Show is taking your calls now at 616-774-2424. Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden. Speak to me. It's the Flowerland Christy for Saturday morning. 616-774-2424, our number. Hey, guys, I got to give a quick shout out to Ted Sapansky. I had lunch with Ted this past week. His, uh, his son and daughter invited me over to chat with him. He wanted a copy of his book signed. He was born in December of 1915, so he's 103 years old. 
What a kick wow. in the plants chatting with him. What a great guy, Ted Sapansky. And by the way, Ted said to me, he said, you know, way back when, we didn't have those fancy Kleenex. We didn't have Kleenex or tissues. He says, we used our shirt. He demonstrated for me how he wipes his nose. Uh-huh. What a great guy. Ted Sapansky, 103 years old. Awesome guy. You betcha. You betcha. Thank you very much, Ted. And uh, I'm going to be, after the radio show today, I'm going to be heading out to see our friends in Caledonia. I'll be at the Kent District Library in Caledonia after after the radio show today. They're going to have a find free frenzy or whatever. So if you've got a bunch of books that are in the trunk of your car and you've had them for three or four years, they're not going to penalize you. Uh, Stop on by. And uh, love to chat with you today at the Kent District Library in Caledonia. Thank you very much. Operation Rumination and I Just Wet My Plants is available at Flowerland Stores, Schuler Books and Music, and of course on Amazon. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland Show. And up next is Karen from Muskegon. Karen, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? Good. Um, I have a question. Um, Last year, I bought several uh, rose trees, planted them. They did very well last year. And this year, there's nothing. My rose bushes are doing fine, but my trees are not even leafing out. Is there anything I can do, or is it a lost cause? Man, I've heard a lot of rose issues this year. Yeah, Um, things we don't usually expect. Problems with winter kill there, yeah. So, um, well, with a rose tree, you know, a lot of it's standing above the snow all winter long, you know. Mm -hmm. And I think what I would do if it was me is I would start to uh, prune it back and see if I could find any green tissue in those old stems. Okay. Okay. I mean, dead is dead. I can't change that. But maybe there's a little tissue there, and maybe because of the cold uh, spring that we've had, uh, they haven't uh, perked up as well as some of the others. I've, I've seen a lot of trees, plants that are, are way behind yet. Correct. That's probably where I would start. Okay. All right, wonderful. Now, when you prune it back, I mean, do you prune it back, like, all the way to the stem? I mean, Yeah, so, you know, if you can, what you'd like to do is take your pruners and, and, and kind of uh, scratch the uh, the cambium layer there, the, cambium, the bark there, to see if you can find any green tissue. But to see if you can find any new. Okay. okay. So do you know, is it like a knockout rose? A grafted it's variety? A mis- mis- Times with those hardy for our winters. And so a lot oh. of times what we have to do is we have to lay it down and we cover it up with a mulch. Uh, so what we do is we dig one side of the root out, kind of bend it over, and then we'll cover it up, kind of like what you do with roses. So okay. that, that graft is the weakest point of that plant, and a lot of times they will freeze out if they stand up all winter long. So that might be a lost cause. Uh, we're getting oh, okay. we're getting more winter hardy rose trees, uh, which is what I would prefer to use. So you don't have to take that that covering up. But kudos to you, Karen, for trying. Uh, and Mr. Lincoln is one of those old standby hybrid teas, uh, and a uh, lot of people yeah. like Mr. Lincoln because it's a very fragrant rose. I always say absolutely yes, they're my favorite. Yeah, if roses can last that long because the rose breeders are always breeding out those old varieties and bringing in new ones, you yep. know, and so. Uh, Mr. Lincoln has lasted the test of time. Oh, it's so. a fabulous rose. But you might have had a winter kill on that one because of that graft. Okay. All right. I'll see what I can do. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you very much, Karen. Appreciate that. I believe it's Mike in Muskegon next. Mike, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. 
Good morning. Good morning. Is it Mike? Yes, it is. All right, Mike, how can we help you? Well, I've got a maple tree in my yard that I notice has black on its leaves, and uh, I'm kind of concerned about that. Be be unconcerned. Um, What you have is called tar spot. We're going to see a ton of it this year because tar spot likes cold, wet weather in the spring when the leaves are first opening. And it absolutely loves it. Um, we're going to lose some leaves, but on a large tree like that, it's, you know, you're looking at probably four or 5% of the canopy. It's not a big deal. Make sure you clean up really well this fall. Okay. But yeah, keep the tree healthy. If we hit some hot, dry weather, give it some supplemental watering, feed it this fall as we're going into like October, November, and you'll, you'll keep the tree plenty strong to fight it off. I think tar spot is a great, uh, great reminder for us that arborists, work in the winter yes and they can do some pruning to uh, open up the canopy of these trees very good okay well thank you for your help thank you very much mike appreciate that uh let's take another call here i believe it's igor in walker did i get your name right good morning good morning Okay, I'm wondering if the scent of a rose has any bearing on its length of the bloom. That's a great question, and I would say no. I would say the scent on a rose, I would say the color on a rose, that sort of thing, are uh, they're there for pollination purposes. Cosmetic, it's pollination. Correct. But that doesn't... uh that doesn't mean that uh, it, it affects how long weather factors, heat will mm-hmm. be the bigger factors in how long a rose will bloom. Yeah, absolutely. And, and of course, varieties. You know, you'll find that some just uh, the, the blossoms last much, uh, much longer. But the breeders continue to take that into effect, and that's what they're trying to continue to improve on as right. far as the fragrance and lasting of the rose. So. Uh, thank you for your call. Appreciate that. Let's take a call from uh, Bruce in Holland. Bruce, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. I have um, wild purple violets in my lawn. I've used the standard dandelion weed be gone spray. It doesn't even touch them. Correct. Of course it um, doesn't. <laughs> tell me, you know, the broadleaf weed spray is what I'm trying to okay. say. And, let's, tell let's, me what I need to use. But first, first, I mentioned that aside from the spray, ti- timing is going to be that's a First, we need to mark our calendar, either very early in the spring, 40 to 50, or you have to wait till October when that plant is storing uh, energy reserves in the root, and it's it'll pull in the weed killer better. Spraying wild violets at this time of year might make you feel better, but it's not going to do anything to them. So that's kind of All a right. revenge thing. So we want at this point we're going to mark our calendar for late September, early October. We're going to use a product that has carfentrazone in it, which would be the Bonide Weed Beater Ultra, because that works in low temperatures. A lot of the common weed killers that we have available won't even start working till the temperatures are above 60 or better consistently. And then let me also mention, raise the deck on your mower to give the grass a competitive edge against these violets. And then bear in mind, Bruce, that you may feel these sprays aren't doing anything for you, but Christy violets produce copious amounts of seed. Oh, yes, they do. And they and did it already. <laughs> so when you're cutting the grass or walking the lawn, in effect, Bruce, you're also cultivating the plant. All right. So what what is that spray, or did you give me the name of yeah, the chemical? Bonide Weed Beater Ultra is the name of the product. 
Bonite Weed Feeder Ultra. Yep, the the chemicals carfentrazone. So not feeder, okay. beater. Beater, B E A T E R. And I'm gonna beat Doug if he doesn't stop pinching or, me. Or remember the name Flowerland. We can help. Yeah, you out we with can that. help yeah. you out with that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thank you very much. All right. Thank you very much, Bruce. Appreciate it. Keep the calls coming. We got an open line. We're gonna take a break here on the Flowerland Show. Cultivate a little commerce here this morning. 616-774-2424. And as promised, right after the break, we'll talk about Dame's Rocket. Dame's Rocket and share with you some information on those pink, purple, and white flowers blooming everywhere. It's the Flowerland Show on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. If you plant it, mow it, or grow it, they know it. Now, more of Rick, Doug, and Christy and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. All right, maintain your composter. We're here for you, Rick, Doug, Christy, on your Saturday morning. As promised, let's talk for a moment about those beautiful pink, purple, and white flowers along the roadsides everywhere. You see them now popping up and in full bloom. Some areas are simply spectacular. I posted a picture of Dame's Rocket, actually actually three pictures of Dame's Rocket on the Flowerland Show Facebook page. If you want to take a look at it to identify it, that's Flowerland Show on Facebook, Dame's Rocket. You'll see them in white, pink, and purple. And in some areas, it is stunning how beautiful they are, especially when the sun comes out. Now, some people want to dig them up and put them in their yards. Don't do it! (laughs) Go for it. And originally, and and Doug's in the camp of go for it. You bet. uh, Originally, it was brought here from Europe, 1600s, 1700s, as an ornamental plant. But here's the problem with the plant. Each plant can produce, it said, 20,000 seeds. Well, it spreads like crazy, and what it does is it chokes out other native plants, and therein is listed as an invasive plant. Now, where do you guys stand on this whole Dame's Rocket thing? I I see it in all the ditches and along the the edges of fields and everything. Seems like a good place for it. Yeah, no. Um, You make a point. Ah. And a lot of people confuse Dame's Rocket with wild flocks. And if you're not sure which one you have, Dame's Rocket, the flowers have four petals, and Wild Phlox, the flowers have five petals. That's the easiest way to tell. Personally, because they choke out native plants, because they spread everywhere, because they can get up in your lawn and into your hedges and everything else, I don't like them. Well, the problem, again, is that it chokes out native It's in the mustard species. family. That should Correct. tell you something right there. So it spreads almost like garlic mustard. Yeah. And that becomes a problem. So there are a lot of people who pull the plant. We'll pull the plant this time of the year because it's easy to identify and keep it from going to seed. There are some areas you see, ditch areas along wooded edges in fields, even pockets right in the city. You see it everywhere in the city. Mm-hmm. Uh, these pockets of Thanks, color birds. pop up. <laughs> Thanks, birds. Yeah, well, wind, whatever it is. But, you know, if each plant can produce 20,000 seeds, well, then you've got Dame's Rocket all over the place. And it's interesting how for some people, seeds under the weed. Uh, you know, they really don't care. And for other people, big deal. Because, yes, it is a non-native 
invasive plants. So that answers your question as you drive around and about the weekend and see those gorgeous flowers everywhere, especially like it's called Dame's Rocket. Now, it's also Butterweed or Yellow Rocket, which has yellow blooms, and you'll see that popping up also. And I believe Yellow Rocket is also a member of the mustard family, it so is. you're looking at copious amounts of small seed. Yeah, that's those. everybody thinks something is cool. People thought garlic mustard was cool when they first saw the plant. People moved stuff from bamboo, kudzu. I mean, pick pick one. Everybody thought something was cool when they first planted it. Bishop's it gout weed. Yeah, well, don't even get All me the started. homes in Wyoming that have bishop's gout weed in their landscape? That you, I had that grew down into my driveway and I drove my car over it and it wouldn't die. That should tell you something. <laughs> there are all kinds of things that we think are pretty or cool and we don't stop to think about what the impact will be if we plant it. Take me to your weeder. 616-774-2424. Our number here on the Flowerland Show. Let's go to Stanton and talk to Tom next. Tom, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hey, how are you guys doing today? Staying grounded, Tom. What's going on? So I got a question. Um, a couple weeks ago, Christy, a guy called in about putting uh, weed and feed on his lawn, and Christy said that you had to wait until you and you had new uh, grass on your lawn. You just planted new grass seed in there, and she said that you had to mow it like four or five times before you'd put the weed and feed on. Does mowing increase the lawn or does it make it thicker when you mow it well we're looking at maturity of the grass usually by the time you've mowed the lawn four times it's developed an extensive enough root system and it's mature enough to withstand the chemical and the weed killers oh, okay so we're looking at maturity of the grass more than it's been there a month yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so we're kind of looking for maturity of the grass to have a, a good enough root system developed that the weed killer does it uh, i am having problems uh planting new grass seed uh been washed out of course we had three point Two inches of rain in one night, uh, so it kind of washed some grass seed up. But um, I've had my grass seed washed out a couple times. <clears throat> Just keep uh, spreading the grass seed. Yeah, and if if you have open barriers, you might in this case want to consider putting some sort of like pen mulch or straw mulch over top of it to help hold it in place. Okay. Well, thank you much. All right, thank you, Tom. Yes, I uh, I feel your uh, your pain. What do you call two straight days of rain in West Michigan? You guys normal. Know? May. <laughs> a weekend. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. 616-774-2424, our number. Let's go to beautiful Grand Haven and talk to Gary. Gary, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. How is everybody? Stay yeah. grounded, Gary. What? Well, I have some rain to get rid of, and it's, I don't know uh, if, if you better. Well, one thing you might do is label your calendar, September, October, and November. And if you cut that Virginia creeper near the base and brush on brush killer at a time of year when the plant is sending food reserves into the root system, that's a great time to get on top of Virginia creeper. It doesn't mean you can't do anything right now, uh, but that's a great time to attack that problem. Some people will cut it off just above the ground, you know, trace it back to its source, cut it off just above the ground and use straight brush killer on it at this time of year to like do a kind of like a stump kill. Okay. Does that help you out, Gary? Yes, it does. All right. Very good. Thank you very much. 616-774-2424. Our number here on the Flowerland Show. Uh, Let me take another call here. We're going to talk to Sandy next. Sandy, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hello, Sandy. Yes. Good morning. Oh, good morning. How can we help you? 
Um, calling to see how to get rid of my um, purple violets in my yard. Okay. Well, we just chatted with a caller yep. about that, Christy. And, yeah, that's uh, what's too sad. This time of year, uh, we start seeing those things bloom, and they become pretty evident. Yeah, we, we they were there this spring, and, and as we discussed with the earlier caller, um, fall is going to be your next window. Like, we're talking late September, early October is going to be your next window to spray. That's the be- best time to Yeah, do it. because the plant's going to be drawing all kinds of energy and nutrients down into the root system to survive the winter, and so you're going to get the biggest bang for your buck on weed killers. So what kind of weed killer would I put on that? We want to use a product called Bonide Weed Beater Ultra. Could you um, spell that for me? It's, it's weed and then B-E-A-T-E-R-U-L-T-R-A. Good luck to you, Sandy. Thanks for your call. 616 You too. 616-774-2424. Our number here on the Flowerland Show. Okay, duck lovers. Do you throw bread out to the ducks or not? Uh, you know, when you're a kid, you, you go to the local park and you... We threw corn out because we had corn readily available. Yeah, as a matter of fact, I saw somewhere that if you're going to do this or do it with the kids... Uh, the best thing to use would be uh, peas. Peas? Frozen peas. Really? Yeah. Isn't that interesting? See, we always had the corn that fell out on the bottom of the corn crib or that fell out on the, at the end of the silo. You know, you'd have all the little pieces left behind. We'd always scoop that up and feed it to the ducks. These people are saying make bread pudding from your old bread and also avoid feeding ducks foods like, I feel like I'm in uh, an insurance <laughs> commercial or whatever that. Aflac. Yeah, there you go. He's, He's laughing, laughing at, at me. <laughs> now that's not funny. You quack him up. <laughs> he's surfing the web this morning is what he's doing. You want to knock it off over there? <laughs> Anyhow, ducks like lettuce, corn, frozen peas, seeds, oats, and rice. That doesn't seem right to me. Says you should avoid foods like avocados. Well, you're not going to want to use avocados anyway. That's pretty expensive. expensive. (laughs) Onions, citrus, nuts, chocolate, popcorn. Avoid them. about that? That makes sense. So there you have it. Public service message for the ducks here at the end of the Flowerland Show. Coming your iris talk coming up in the next hour. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, 
according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Or the news is next here on News Radio, Wood 1300, 106.9 FM. Stay tuned. These guys have been decomposing for years. The Flowerland Garden Show is playing live on News Radio Wood 1300 at 106.9 FM. All right, dirty job. Somebody's got to do it. The Flowerland Show broadcasting to all our entrepreneur friends across the fruited and rooted plain here on your Saturday morning. June 1st, 2019, away we go. Looking out the window here from high above downtown Grand Rapids. Sun's trying to poke out. Looks like summer's on its way. Hopefully you've been able to get out on your lawn and cut it. Multiple times. (laughs) And uh, we'll get through this as summer arrives here in 2019. Thank you very much to all those who are listening on the iHeartRadio app, wherever you may be. And thank you very much for sharing the Flowerland podcast. You can find that at woodradio.com or you can uh, go to myflowerland.com right there at the base of the homepage. Share it with friends and neighbors. 616-774-2424, our number here on the Flowerland show. We'll do a little bit of iris talk, too, to give you a education on the different types of iris that are available to you or in bloom right now. The iris are gorgeous outside. And we'll chat with you about that this morning and other stories to share as well as learning from you what's on your mind. want to mention to my friends in Caledonia, I'll be coming out there after the show today for, a, for an hour or so. We'll chat and uh, maybe I can answer some of your questions also. At least I'll give it my best shot. Six one, uh, that will be at the Kent District Library, by the way, in Caledonia. If you don't know the answer, you should be able to find it there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, I, you know, I got resources yeah, at my exactly. fingertips. The first thing I got to do is I got to find the Kent District Library oh. in Caledonia. And then once I find Ask him it, hard questions like, what is the meaning of life? Exactly. Why is the sky blue? Exactly. Okay, see, it's not blue. We will cover issues like that and so much more. Let's go back to the phone lines. We're going to head to beautiful Morley. And talk to Mary next. Mary, good morning. You are on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. I was just wondering, um, we have some new um, fruit trees that got those lovely web worms on it. Yeah. What can I do that I could create at home that won't harm the tree but will kill them? My favorite approach, and by the way, with web worms, they do a lot more damage in spring than they do in fall. I'm, I was thinking tent caterpillars, not webworms, but oh, is it is like is, is it, it like, like the crotch of the trees where the tree branches and the trunk come together? Is that where the webbing is? Exactly, tent uh-huh. caterpillars. Okay, all right. Your best bet is to take a stick, open them up, and let the birds go to town. Mm-hmm. They love those little babies. If you can just poke holes in the webs, the birds can get to them. The other option would be. Uh, a garden hose with a jet nozzle on it. And just spray them really hard. And blast them. That, that's something the natural predators are out there, though. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Birds them, love let them. Let them use them. Mm-hmm. Birds so, I could, so I could feed them to my chickens then. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. No problem. It, it, a big stick and you just kind of twirl it like cotton candy. 
and then you could take it out to the chickens. I just didn't want them to get loose and get on the branches and. No, they're at an early enough stage yet right now that most of, for the most part, they haven't hatched out of the nest. You can see the worms moving around in there, but they haven't exited the nest yet. So this is a good time to take them out. Like, uh, like Teddy Roosevelt said, speak softly and carry a big stick. A big <laughs> stick. Okay. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Mary. Appreciate that. Yeah, that's where nature's a neat thing. You know, all those little... Uh, you can bust them open and within and 20 minutes around. or so, the birds just swarm and dive. Exactly. It's really kind of cool to watch. Exactly. That was Teddy Roosevelt, right? Yeah. Yes. He didn't say shtick, though. No, he didn't say shtick, I'm sure. <laughs> stick. Stick. Teddy Roosevelt. All right. You notice he never asked what's on our minds. That's good. What's on your <laughs> We don't mind? want to know. You already tell us. Frozen grapes. So, you know, I told you how much I like frozen grapes. I, f- I discovered something this week. What would you discover? I put found out if you put a cup of them in the microwave to kind of soften them up, they explode. <laughs> they don't soften up. They explode. You put frozen grapes in the microwave. They explode. Yeah, because I thought I wanted to soften them up a little bit because they were frozen super hard. And all, but there's I, a reason why you froze them. Well, I didn't want them like rock hard, though, <laughs> chipping my teeth on them. And so I put them in the microwave to soften them up, and instead uh, they exploded. But but isn't the intent to freeze them in the first place, isn't the intent that you would treat them as though you treat M&Ms where they melt in your mouth, not in your hand? Have you ever put a salad frozen grape on your tongue? You get frostbite. Blueberries I have. I love frozen but Blueberry. I did find out that's there's a science experiment for you. If you put frozen salad grapes, grapes that are frozen salad, in the microwave, they will explode. Wow. This uh, so. public service message brought to you by Christy. We now rejoin the Flowerland show already in progress. Tom in Kentwood is up next. Tom, good morning. You're on the Flowerland show. Uh, good morning. Thank you for taking my call. I uh, recently planted some grass seeds. And it's coming up pretty well, some of it just like a little over an inch. How soon can I mow over it without damaging the the new grass? Well, we're, we're mowing high at this time of year. At least we'd like to to help choke out any possible weed competition. So I would I would continue to mow around it till it gets at least to that two to three inch height that you would normally mow your grass. Well, the problem is in this weather you can create ruts. Correct. Right? Yeah. Um, well, okay. But but because it's not tall enough to be a, a, a an eyesore yet because it's still it's only an inch tall and we're mowing our other grass higher than that so I would just continue to mow around it till it gets closer to the height you'd normally mow your grass and then the goal is when uh, the goal is when you do cut try not to cut more than one third of the blade off at a time that's impossible now with Whoa. the gr- that stuff is grown so grown. quick uh, yeah <laughs> that's the goal yeah. you got to have goals. Goal. All right. Well, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Tom. Mow every two days. A little bit of lawn and order for Tom on his Saturday morning. There's that weird noise again. 616-774-2424. Our number here on the Flowerland show. Uh, Let's see. John in Kentwood. Let's talk to John in Kentwood. John, good morning. You're on the Flowerland show. Good morning. Good morning. I want to talk to you a little bit about the maple tree seed drop, which yes. I, I have never seen anything like this in my life. Filled up my wheelbarrow full off of my driveway yesterday. They're amazing. For the, pre- the previous day, I had the driveway completely clear. Then I ran my uh, tractor over the lawn, mm-hmm. just a couple of swipes, filled up two bags. And I'm standing here in my driveway right now. 
looks like I've never touched it. Mm-hmm. What what variety is doing this, and why all of a sudden do we have such a prolific drop of maple trees? Well, let me say to you, John, that first of all, and by the way, if you want to Google this, uh, look it up, you would look up Samaras, S-A-M-A-R-A-S. If you look uh, up helicopter, you don't get the same thing, huh? No, no. you get something different. So, and I'm going to blame last summer. Samaras, nature's way Yeah, I'd say all the maples, man, I tell yeah. It's All a, that 90, sorry, go ahead. It's nature's way of dispersing the, the seeds. Now, think about Got it. it. Why would a maple tree produce seeds or a flower? It was under tremendous stress from last year. Exactly. Well, for future generations, yeah. and Christy, possibly from last year or two years ago right. or three years oh. ago, arborists have determined that sometimes these trees will do this. It could have been related to, let's say, a drought event of three years ago. Oh, um, and that it's cyclical. So uh, yeah. some maple trees, Doug, I, I think would maybe be more prone to producing seed than others. But I've seen it on the Norways. I've seen it on the red varieties, yes. the Rubens varieties. So, you know, and I see uh, I was thinking about this last night because it was out grilling the neighbor's tree. It's just covered with brown. You Isn't know, that they're ready right. to fall. So yep. I feel your pain. Basically, the tree is saying, I'm under stress. I think I'm going to perish. I'm going to reproduce as rapidly and oh. as prolifically as I can before I die. <laughs> and then the tree doesn't die and it goes, oh, oh, well. <laughs> yeah, well, and I've, and I've got one maple in the backyard, which it looks like it has more dried seeds than leaves on yeah, it. Yeah, and that's something. Point. Are these uh, old, mature trees, John? Y- yes, they are. Okay. Yep. All right. One thing you might want to do, uh, consider is is having an arborist look at them, and and again in winter, possibly some uh, some maintenance pruning to open up that canopy. Uh, yeah. You know, it, it's just something to consider, possibly okay. doing. But sure. It's, and as a matter of fact, the uh, the tree that has dropped the most, I had it pruned um, a year and a half ago, actually. Mm. And uh, okay. it's just it's just going to beat the band. Yeah, it's it's nature at work, uh, John. That's okay. why we call it nature. It's neat. <laughs> no, it's not. So it's just, all over his driveway. <laughs> yeah. Well, so so in other words, just suck it up and clean them up, right? For as this they, year, yeah. as as they progress, huh? Yes, John. Maple. This too will pass, right? Yep. Oh. Yeah. Yep. You are you are on top of your game today. Thank, thank you, John. Thank That's you. still a yep. sad statement to say he's on top of his game. <laughs> thank you, sir. 616-774-2424. We'll take a break here on the Flowerland Show. Cultivate a little commerce, then back to your calls. Right after the break, we'll check in with the Birdman. He's got a loon report. A loon report coming up here on Wood Radio. <laughs> right after the break. Stay tuned. Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 and 1069 FM. Yeah, crank that up there, John. A little Looney Tunes here on your Saturday morning. With us on the live line is the Birdman Bill Stovall with our Loon Report. Yeah, play a little bit of that, John. That's great stuff. You're not talking about Bill being Looney. No. Oh. No, a loon. Not while well, he can report. hear us. <laughs> hey, Birdman. Good morning. How are you? Good morning, Rick, and you guys. It's what a day. It's a beautiful we're, day in the neighborhood. We're grandparents again. You are. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah the little loon is, uh, is alive and well and floating around on Fair Lake. 
Wow. <laughs> just uh, just one loon? I think it's just one. Usually they have either one or two. It's commonly one, but sometimes it's two. Okay. But uh, it's wow. just popped about Wednesday. Well, if you recall, folks, uh, the Birdman Bill Stovall uh, went out earlier this spring and created a, a deck, a platform, so to speak, for mom and dad loons. Uh, that doesn't seem, that didn't come out good, but Ma- the parents. Mr. and Mrs. L. Mr. and Mrs. L. <laughs> and, uh, and now they have birthed a loon that's floating around, well, they swimming around. In the a loon. They hatched Swimming around, yeah. Yeah. Bobbing around, they're so fluffy, they're, and they're flat on the bottom. They're a funny little thing. They're just cute as can be. It's just a a puff of of uh, uh, little gray feathers. That's exciting. And, uh, You're gonna go out there with a the canoe? Oh, absolutely. I I just haven't been able to get there. Actually, I'm gonna go out with a pontoon boat because they come floating right up near you if if you're quiet. Oh wow, wow, oh, great! Yeah. They'll they'll come within twenty thirty yards. And uh, just kind of look at you, particularly if you're fishing. They like to see what you're doing. Yeah, because they they eat fish, but they're just they're just pretty gregarious once they get off the platform. Once they get off the, uh, Larry and Lucy Loon. Larry and Lucy. Larry and Lucy Loon had a little one, and uh, and you're gonna go out there on the pontoon boat to check it out. Make sure you get me some pictures there, Birdman. I've got a couple. I'm going to stop by your office next week. I've got one of them on the platform. I've got uh, one of some fox, and it's just it's uh, it's going to have some fun. Outstanding. Out. Yeah. Um, I've had some difficulty with garlic mustard, and I've uh, recognized it was biannual, so I hit it with a weed whacker, and now it's gone. <laughs> so you don't have to. You don't yeah. have to necessarily pull it. You just, yeah. Keep it from seeding. You're right. So what that, what Bill's referring to is that that first year when it's in rosette state. You know, the key is getting it before it flowers, right, Bill? Correct. Yeah. Once it the, flowers, the, then we have all those seeds. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So it's not reproducing it that year, and then the next year you go out and you hit it again, and there's a uh, you know ten percent of what there was the year before. And now my whole uh, woodland floor is basically clear. Now I can go and pull a couple dozen of the darn things, and uh, I don't have a problem. Wonderful. Wonderful. This public service message brought to you by the Birdman, Bill Stovall. And thank you very much, Bill. I do do wonder if that would work with Thane's Rocket or the other mustard. uh, um, I think the same. I think the same would apply because Dame's Rocket is the same way, biennial, and then the, the most second year. Most people don't know it's there till it flowers. Though. Correct. <laughs> it's it's easier to identify garlic mustard than Dame's Rocket uh, at that yes, stage. But yeah. Hey, good luck to you, Bill, and thank you for the report. Always a pleasure. Talk with you soon, Rick. Enjoy your weekend. Thank you very much, James. In Sparta, is up next. James, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Morning. I've uh, been trying to do my uh, own land or my own uh, yard work, I should say, in uh, putting down organic fertilizers. And I've been getting poa anna. Trying to find out how you treat that. Uh, I know you can use like the pre-emergence in the fall or in the springtime, but what about the summer and uh, fall time? Well, the summertime, it's not much point in it because that plant you see is going to drop its seed and it's going to. <laughs> Excuse me, it's going to cease to exist. Um, the the <laughs> seeds themselves, I just choked on an annual seed. The seeds themselves will actually start to sprout August, September, and that would be the time to put the pre-emergent type product on. 
If you're going 100% organic, you may want to try corn gluten, but you do have to put it down at a very heavy rate for annual bluegrass. Are there any other options? I know you can put too much uh, preventer, like crabgrass granular preventer. Well, there's actually a, a product called Weed Beater Complete that we recommend in August and September. And that helps suppress all the winter annuals, annual bluegrass, chickweed, henbit. It does all of those. And it Can does you it. Sell that? It's weed beater, B E A T E R, complete. Okay. And, and you guys sell that at your store, obviously. Oh, yeah. We, we, a lot of people have been turned on to it and they're very happy with the product because it helps get the stuff under control, usually within one or two seasons. Is there any sprays I can use now to tame it? No, it, that's it, it would make you feel good, but it wouldn't do anything to the plants. <laughs> oh, okay, thank you. Yeah. All right, thank I you like very much. Tame it. Six one six seven the wild side. Yeah, yeah. Six one six seven seven four twenty four twenty four for people keeping score at home. If you want to Google it, Dame's Rocket. The botanical name is Hesperus. Hesperus matronus. Matronus. So it's Hesperus Matronus. Potato, potato. <laughs> is Dame's Rocket. Back to the uh, busy phone lines we go. We're going to Hersey, and Jody is up next. Jody, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Good morning. Um, this is kind of a question for Doug. Uh, we have a lot of tent caterpillars. Um, in our trees, I've found, uh, if I take my propane torch to them, that does a nice number on them. But the question I have is... That sounds like fun. It is. What The question I have is, what do they turn into? Because most caterpillars turn into a moth or something or other. Um, and we were just wondering what the tent caterpillar actually does other than eat my cherry trees. Well, the good thing, Jody, is a lot of them don't turn into anything because there's so much natural predators out there. The that's, birds, the that's birds, the good birds. Yeah. Yeah. And, and people and you, like you that want to kill them. And you see yeah. a lot of the little black <laughs> egg pods that never develop into anything. But, yes, they do turn into a moth. It's yeah. like a little whitish or yellowish white moth. In some okay. cases, a brown moth. It's a species of moth, and they're the ones you see bumping against the windows on a hot summer night when... You've got the lights on in the house, or okay, but very few compared to how many you see the caterpillars and stuff. So right, that's the good thing. Okay, they they we have went, a they have a low rate of maturity because they're usually taken out by that. Yeah, either by natural or by uh, planned it, causes. Yeah, so. if you if <laughs> yeah. you want to have some fun other than the blowtorch, which I think is an awesome idea, <laughs> but if you want to have fun beyond that, just rip a couple of them open, and within about twenty minutes, you'll see the birds going nuts on those things. All right, I'll, I'll do that on the next group I take out. But then Jody doesn't have her fun. Well, yeah. you do half and half. Oh, you got to restraint. Pers- I am all about personal restraint oh. and oh. control. There is no restraint in you. Jody, thanks for your call. We appreciate it. On that note, I'm going to take a break here. We're at the bottom of the hour, the Flowerland Show. Rick Doug Christie will update you with the news. Another half hour coming up. Folks on hold, hang on. We'll give you a good swift kick in the plants. Rick Doug Christie, we call it the Flowerland Show. Right back. Stay tuned. If you plant it, mow it, or grow it, they know it. Now, more of Rick Doug and Christie and the Flowerland Garden Show on Wood Radio. All right, don't operate by the seed of your plants. We're here for you, Rick Doug Christie. 
two fun guys and a crackpot. Make sure to visit myflowerland.com. Thank you very much.com. And uh, we'll keep posting pictures too at Flowerland Show Facebook. Back to busy phone lines we go. And uh, next, we're going to talk to John in Grand Rapids. John, good morning. You are on the Flower Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Land Show. Good morning, all. How are you guys today? John, uh, staying grounded, man. How are you? Excellent. Excellent. I'm well. I, I I must say I I smiled a bit in uh, Christie's comment about her restraint. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, John, you know her well enough. There is no restraint in her. <laughs> so, by how by do you the know way, he wasn't John, smiling in agreement. John, I would, I would wager there is because I'm I'm sure it goes deeper than what we experienced. <laughs> would that be correct? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say anyway, I have John, a good lawyer and I know what the Fifth Amendment is. Yeah, I'm saying <laughs> there no we comment. go. There we go. Um, hey, I have a, a weed that's all of a sudden attacked my yard. It's kind of a long, viney sort of a thing. It's got seven small petals on it and it is sticky, nasty. Oh, uh, not um, real super sticky, but. Yeah, and the, it, it, the, it's got a long piece of stem, and then the leaves are kind of like around a in a circle of stem, and then it's got a long piece Correct. of stem. Yeah, it, we, um, we call it sticky weed. Yeah, they, but there's a there's a there's a real name for it. Yeah, I know. We talked. Uh, okay, your dog yeah, no, your your dog likes to wear American, it. That's the American Latin sticky weed. Yeah, sticky so. weed. <laughs> but usually people get it on their like on their dogs and stuff. It's a real problem. Okay. Yeah, Although, but it's, oh, that's. There's well, that probably that could be how we are. we have several canines, so that maybe how it wound up in the yard. But oh, it's a it's, uh, it's a gallium, G A L I U M. Okay. And, yeah, if you uh, if you Google sticky weed, you're going to come up with something else. Well, too. I I know that I know that. <laughs> uh, hang on a minute, because I'm going to come I'm going to come up with this in a minute. Uh, catch weed, sticky back. Robin, run the hedge. Oh, I, now I remember what it is. Sticky Willie. That's what we call it, Sticky Willie. Okay. I wouldn't Google that either. No, don't Google that either. <laughs> I'm thinking we went downhill from the weed aspect, but that's okay. Uh, John, per, John, per adventure, I give you the botanical name, and that's Gallium, which is G-A-L-I-U-M, and then Aparine, A-P-A-R-I-N-E. Now you know why they call it Sticky okay. Weed. <laughs> All right. That makes more sense. So how do I kill it? That's the, the short answer, the, the main question. Well, and it, 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 common weed killers will take it out. The problem we've had lately with trying to do weed killing um, is that it, the rain. It's the rain. It's yeah, the rain. Three it's hours rain. of dry weather. All yeah. Right. And, well, and, and if you get, we have sprays that are rain fast in an hour that will only kill the weeds and oh, not okay. the lawn. So cool. as we go into, um, we're supposed to start getting a break from this rain next week, that would be the time to hit it. Okay. And is, is that different than the grass be gone then? Or oh, yeah. It, grass be gone strictly kills grass. We don't want to be killing okay. that in our lawn. And, John, right, if, so if, John if you're going to Google what? if you're going to Google this thing, I've got a few more names for you for this weed. <laughs> i got a few names yeah. for you, too. We're having a conversation here. <laughs> it's Sticky Willow. I, Stick, I would use Bing. 
some stick... point I'll see I'll see weed advertisements for the next six years. <laughs> Sticky Jack, Stickle Jack, Grip Grass, and some people call it Velcro Plant. Oh, okay. I okay. like Velcro Plant. Yeah. There you go. So, um, excellent. And then, what's the name of this product? I have to go to the fruit basket. It's a, it's it's Bioadvance All in One Weed. Bioadvance All in One Weed. Bio. Bio Advance. Oh, Bio Advance. All in one weed. All in one weed. Come on okay. in. We got it in several forms. We'll, but it rain fast in an hour, so it's a good thing to use okay. at this time of year. All right, and, it, and I, a lot of this is in a huge, not huge, but a large planting of um, uh, daffodils. We're gonna have to spray so, around the daffodils or put a piece of cardboard up against the plants while we spray. Okay. All right, John. Uh, take me to your weeder. I wish I had one. <laughs> oh well. Hey, well, it's, oh, one other quick question. Uh-oh. Is there a grass um, that we could overseed? But we went to the cemeteries Memorial Day, and the Grand Rapids ones we went to were just in really rough condition. And as they stopped watering and treating the lawns tall, years ago, tall fescue um, would be your friend. I'm sorry? Tall fescue. It puts down deep roots. It's not a heavy feeder, and once it's established, it's good and drought resistant. So turf-type okay. tall. tall fescue. All right. I, I mean, we're not really having this conversation because I might get in trouble, but I think I'll get some of that and start <laughs> spreading it around. So. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if you want to have a discussion about, about taking care of the cemeteries and stuff, we, well, that could go on forever and a day. <laughs> yeah. Well, I understand it's a bit of a cost, but I mean, so many of them weren't even, uh, I mean, they were just, really in rough shape yeah. you know for memorial day weekend i mean you can it's not fun to cut grass in the rain but it can be done if it needs to be so right, <laughs> yep. uh, right. Uh, anyways all right well thank you all have a wonderful day all right you too john thank yep. you uh, another name for that weed is sticky bob sticky bob if you're keeping score at i home. love common names <laughs> <laughs> throw it out there if it sticks Grip. literally <laughs> grip grass and velcro plant let's talk to sandra and cedar springs Sandra, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hello. Thank you for taking my call. You I bet. called uh, several weeks ago um, asking what to do about my hydrangea that my husband burnt down. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your husband burnt down the hydrangeas. Trying to get the leaves out of them. <laughs> is he out of the doghouse now? He is. Good. Yes. There are little shoots all over the plants, um, or at least the... the uh, the one plant. There were two plants that he burned down, um, and there's there's more around one than the other. But um, I thought I would let you know that he is out of the doghouse, and they are starting to grow. They're about an inch high. Oh, wonderful! Yay. Hope springs eternal. I'm so happy for him. How? Yeah. How did he burn those too. again? He's trying to get the leaves out of them. Yeah, and the sticks that that the leaves were on, that he uh, thought that they were just, he thought he would get rid of them for me. Uh-huh. Okay. thought they were dead and he was going to burn them off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they are doing very well. I did um, water them, even though they really looked dead, uh, and I uh, fertilized them. Hey, um, I, love yep, a, so- I love a story that ends well, Sandra. Yes, I do too, and my husband does too. Yes, yes. Say <laughs> hi to him for us, all right? Tell him we gave him a good swift kick in the plants. I will do that. Thank you. Thank you, Sandra. Appreciate that. 
Let's go to beautiful Muskegon. Talk to Dee next. Dee, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Hi there. Hey. I'm wondering about, we just bought a house, and there's two small rhododendrons. They look like rhododendrons, but they're tiny. And then I have a huge one on the side of our house that's blooming, but the two small ones are not. Okay. Uh, by the way, Doug, I'm amazed at how rhododendrons bloom on the lakeshore. in the so Muskegon late? area. Late, but just prolifically oh, yeah. more protected from the lake in winter than inland. Uh, they just bloom beautifully. And D, there are many different varieties of rhododendrons, including leaf sizes. Um, and so you're probably looking at a couple different varieties of they rhododendrons. They flower a little here. bit different times. They yeah. do, they do. And it's all about fall. It's all about setting up that plant to have a good bud for next spring. So um, there could be several reasons why they didn't bloom. Okay. Do they like, um, I mean, they're kind of in a shady sun mix. Is that what, what what's their, what, where do they grow the best and what type of? A shady you know? sun mix is perfect. The, yeah. the, the thing we worry about is don't prune them in the fall and how much winter wind and sun exposure they get. Yeah, you want protection from winter sun. Otherwise, you should be good to go, D. Okay. And, and feed them this time of the year. We'd put some holly tone on them. All but right? you said lakeshore, and you got the natural cloud cover for oh, the winter. Oh, it's so incredible. That's the idea. That's exactly it, Doug. And I see rhododendrons just huge, mm-hmm. huge. And many of these people do nothing with them at all. They're just in the right place. And uh, and they have that well, protection think about, along you know, the lake. Plants along lakeshore shut down different than they do inland. Yep. You know, yep. it's 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 colder longer and or warmer longer, and then it uh, warms up slower. So. And it's cooler longer in the spring. Mm-hmm. So uh, great great environment to grow rhododendrons, D. But feed them, okay? I will do that. Thank you. All right, thank you very much. We'll take a quick break here on the Flowerland Show. Cultivate a little commerce. After the break, I'll help you with iris identification and take more of your calls. It's Rick Doug Christie on your Saturday morning. Stay tuned. Wood Radio's Flowerland Garden Show is on the air on News Radio Wood 1300 at 1069 FM. All right, maintain your sense of humus. It's the Flowerland Show on your Saturday morning. Thank you very much to all of you, wherever you may be listening on the iHeartRadio app. And don't forget that podcast. Share it with friends and neighbors. Lots of people do. Get it at the uh, right on the homepage at myflowerland.com or woodradio.com. Just look for Flowerland Show. All right, iris. Iris are gorgeous right now. There are many different types of iris, and I think that's important for people to remember. There's bulb iris. And there's rhizome iris. There's early spring bloomers, early summer bloomers. There are iris that do not have a beard. There are iris that do have a beard. We call them bearded or beardless. There's Isn't those fancy scientific names again. And then uh, there are also crested iris. Now, there are rhizomes that you'll see sticking out of the ground or the Dutch ball virus, which I love, especially the reticulatas that are the little early spring bloomers. But what do we mean when we say a bearded iris? Well, when you look at an iris flower, right there on, we're going to call it the falls petal, on the front of the iris, you'll see a fuzzy patch at the base. If it has that fuzzy patch, then we call it a bearded iris. Make sense, Christy? 
Why don't they call it a soul patch iris? Are you tracking me here? That's a bearded iris, okay? Whereas a crested iris has raised tissue that's located in the same spot where you would find the beard on a bearded iris. No fuzzies. Correct. So there you have it. Now, there's also early spring, late spring, and summer blooming iris. The point here is that... Not, I like purple ones. Not all iris are created the same. There are many different varieties. And for folks who love iris, I just would encourage you to mark your calendar so that in fall, in September and October, you look for the Dutch bulb iris and plant some of those. They are truly a kick in the plants. This uh, iris moment in the neighborhood <laughs> was brought to you by Flowerland, and thank you very much. All right, back to uh, busy phone lines. We're going to talk next to Bob in Rockford. Bob, good morning. You're hey, on the good, Flowerland Good show. morning. Hey, Bob. Um, yeah, so, so uh, a couple of years ago, we had a landscaper come in and uh, do one area of our yard with ornamental grasses, the big, tall ornamental grasses, uh, which was terrific. It had it all, the whole area mulched. The whole point was it's an area that's hard to get to, and so we didn't want to have to maintain it. Sure. Um, and um, each year we put new mulch down, but each year we have little bitty grasses popping up all around all of these ornamentals, uh, and there are literally hundreds of them, maybe thousands. Um, Bob, let but, me ask a minute real quickly. What, yeah. um, how tall are the ornamental grasses that you had planted? Um, maybe, uh, three to four feet. Yeah. Okay. So what, what you, what you got was, uh, as opposed to miscanthus or a variety like that, what, what was planted was a penicetum. And, Pen and they're Penicetum. cedars, they're cedars. <laughs> yeah. They get the little rabbit ear type flowers on them and they'll fill an area real well, but Christy, they can become invasive. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We, that's we, what, that's what I got going. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um I mean, they're, they're a neat plant, but if you plant them in volume, you, there's potential for problems. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go into competition with you guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can uh, start digging them up and selling them by the road sign. <laughs> Add some lemonade and you're good to go. Yeah, I've got some teenage kids. I, I need to put them to work. You're in business, um, Bob. <laughs> what, 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 what do you suggest I do about this? Is, it, is, it, is Roundup the only option? Well, there's there's other. I mean, if you're if you're looking for natural stuff, there are natural weed and grass killers that will take care of it. But it, you know, the the ultimate solution would be before the little bunny head things actually start to produce seed, you clip them off. Oh, oh, I like that idea. Because then way that way they don't drop seed. I mean, there's nothing to drop, so then you kind of get away from that. So so what is that like? Uh, early fall, they they uh, yeah. They you you'll see those little the little bunny looking tails, and all of a sudden they'll get more spiky looking. When they start to get more yep. spiky looking, that's the seeds. Okay, sure, sure. No, that totally makes sense. Give them a clip and, and you're good to go. <laughs> and, it, and, and that doesn't hurt the plant at all or anything? No, not at all. Okay. Yeah, all right. Well, <laughs> that, that, that sounds like the perfect solution. <laughs> well, there you go. And you can and put those teenagers to work, but don't tell them I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> and down the road, if you replace some of them, down the road, consider planting miscanthus. I love the variety Morning Light. It grows larger than those penicetums, but boy, is that a great ornamental grass for that purpose bob oh, oh okay very okay. good I'll, I'll come in to see you guys if, if i get motivated to dig them up I'll, I'll come in to see you guys all right very good thank you very much thank and you. good luck with the lemonade sales all right 616-774-2424 our number we're going to clarksville 
And Larry is next. Larry, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. Yeah, good morning. I haven't heard a lilac question this morning, so I'm going to give you one quick. We've got lilac bushes I put in the ground 40 years ago, so they're really tall. And uh, they need some work. I've never trimmed them. What's, uh, how, how rough can I get with these, or do I have to start over with these buggers? So. There's a process called stomping. <laughs> Yeah, go down to the stump. Well, no, you don't have to. No, but you can get as rough as you'd like. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm thinking chainsaw. Yeah, <laughs> I've got a chainsaw already. My wife has finally given me the okay that I better take. <laughs> <it>. yeah. <laughs> I I did this probably about it's got to be about four four years ago now. I had some that were well over six to seven foot tall. Yeah, these were fifteen feet. Yeah, I took them back to two foot. Okay. So they are I'll... super ugly the rest of the season and start of the first year, but then after that they start getting real pretty and they flower better. Okay, so yeah, so uh, at this at this height of fifteen feet, how f- can I take them down to four feet? Would that be stupid? Or no, you could easily take them down to four foot with no problem. Well, and next year they're going to look ugly. There will probably won't be any flowers. Not necessary. No, it, no, you could. It just depends. I just really? I yeah, depends on the variety you have. It sounds like it's some of the old Persians. Yes, yeah, I mean they're older in hills. We bought them back, <laughs> just one little stick in the ground, and now they've bushed out at the base, and then the branches that come off them are real thick. Yeah, Larry, you're picking the right time of year to yep. do it. This is when you do it. Okay, so I can get pretty rough with them then, huh? Yep. Okay. yep. All righty, thank you. All right, thank you very much, Larry. Good luck to you. 616-774-2424, our number. Did you guys see that story? Uh, Cecilia DeWitt and her father, Joe, were running in the Bayshore Half Marathon in Traverse City and were hit by a deer. Uh-uh. Did not see Man, it. that is scary. Uh, collision with deer at the 3.6-mile mark. Uh, this must have been last year because I'm, I'm thinking. Uh, but hit by a deer. You know, I've run alongside deer before. I've seen them in the trail. They'll stand there and watch you go by, stare at you as you go running by. But uh, You know why? You're running through stuff. their yard. <laughs> I mean, she, she, they were both uh, hurt. But, you know, deep bruises, uh, scary stuff. And I think they're going to run in the uh, Seaway Half Marathon, Mercy Health Seaway Half uh, Half Marathon. So I'm going to look for them, uh, look for them there. But wow, what an amazing story to be, you know, running and hit by a deer. And, and that had never crossed my, you know, I've run alongside them. They've stared at me. They've been in the trail, but I never considered getting run over by a deer. You've never heard the song? Yeah, we've heard that <laughs> Christmas song. Yeah. I'm going to quickly go to Jerry in Grant before John plays that song. <laughs> Jerry in Grant is next. Jerry, good morning. You're on the Flowerland Show. No, good morning. Hey, what can we do for you, Jerry? Well, I recently bought a small tree plant. Um, it's uh, honey, honey crisp. Okay. But I'm putting too much. I, I brought a or I bought a Miracle Grow um, spikes. Okay, on and a younger tree, your your call is fading in and out, Jerry, so I don't know if you're on the road, but I think you're asking about feeding that tree. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. okay. All right. Younger tree, we prefer a granular product. Tree Tone is probably the preferred. It's labeled for fruit and nut trees. Um, has all your micronutrients, is an organic, it's slow release, and because it's a granule, it's more readily available to a young tree. 
The other important thing is going to be making, and this sounds ridiculous right now, making sure it gets sufficient water because eventually the rain is going to stop. That will change. And it will get dry, and we want to make sure that young tree gets plenty of water. I doubt that. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the first year is most critical. And then pruning up. All right. Thanks for your call, Jerry. Appreciate that. We're at the top of the hour. Time flies when you're having fun. Doug Christie, thank you very much. Thank you very much to John Ilk. And George Arthur, most of all, thank you to you, our entrepreneur friends across the rooted plain, for making the Flowerland Show a habit. Enjoy your weekend. Look forward to seeing you stopping by a Flowerland store soon. And thank you. Thank you very much. Enjoy your weekend. Talk to you soon. See you. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.